Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, June 28th. The January 6th House Select Committee held a surprise bombshell hearing today. We learned new details about how former President Donald Trump and his top aides handled the days and hours leading up to, during, and after the insurrection at the Capitol. This was by far the most explosive and potentially most important hearing to date from the January 6th committee. We should just set the stage here of this witness that was brought in today in a surprise, last-minute scheduled hearing because it is important, to, as you're going to listen to all of her testimony, to understand what her purview was. Cassidy Hutchinson, a 26-year-old now, so even younger when this was taking place, she was top aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. And what we heard from her today was the first time that we have gotten a truly sort of inside the inner sanctum of the West Wing purview into what was going on, what the president was doing and how he was behaving, what Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was doing and how he was behaving, White House Counsel Pat Cipollone, These critical players in these hours, inside the tight quarters of the West Wing of the White House, the committee had interviewed behind closed doors and in videotaped fashion Hutchinson prior to today's live witness testimony that she was providing. So they knew, and you've seen if you've been watching these hearings, some of her clips of her depositions in previous hearings, the committee knew as they were conducting those interviews with her that she had the goods on precisely how things were unfolding, Hutchinson describes here in this part of her testimony how both Meadows and President Trump were reacting to the violence. I said, hey, are you watching the TV, Chief? His TV was small. And I, you can see it, but I, I didn't know if he was really paying attention. Said, watching the TV, Chief? I was like, yeah. The writers are getting really close. Have you talked to the president? He said, no, he wants to be alone right now still looking at his phone. So I start to get frustrated. I remember thinking in that moment, Mark needs to snap out of this, and I don't know how to snap him out of this, but he he needs to care. As you'll hear in some of her testimony, we have in this moment a totally unhinged president of the United States and a totally ineffective White House chief of staff, all while our country's democracy was literally hanging in the balance. As you know by now, Donald Trump had no desire in those hours to really try and condemn the violence. No, in fact, at 2.24 p.m. on the 6th, he actually tweeted that Mike Pence, as vice president, didn't have the courage to do what needed to be done. Here was Cassidy Hutchinson sharing her reaction to what was taking place at the Capitol. As a staffer that works to always represent the administration to the best of my ability and to showcase the good things that he had done for the country, I remember feeling frustrated, disappointed. As an American, I was disgusted. It was unpatriotic. It was un-American. We were watching the Capitol building get defaced over a lie. And it was something that was really hard in that moment to digest, knowing what I'd been hearing down the hall and the conversations that were happening, seeing that tweet come up and knowing what was happening on the Hill. And it's something that I 
it's still, I still struggled to work through the emotions of that. It wasn't until 4.17 p.m. that Donald Trump tweeted out that now infamous video of him talking directly to camera and trying to appeal to his supporters, the folks who were rioting up on Capitol Hill, of course calling them special in that message as he also urged them to go home. Cassidy Hutchinson today said that the president was very reluctant to put that message out on January 6th. Now, you just heard how Hutchinson was sort of observing and reacting to what was happening in real time on the 6th. But this was someone who was actually quite anxious and nervous and concerned about what would take place on the 6th because of what she observed and the conversations she was a part of in the days leading up to January 6th. So let's go back to January 2nd, 2021. And Rudy Giuliani, the president's private attorney at the time who was heading up a lot of these conspiracy theories around election fraud that didn't really exist, Rudy Giuliani and Cassidy Hutchinson were in a conversation together on January 2nd as the former mayor of New York was departing the White House. He looked at me and said something to the effect of, Cass, are you excited for the 6th? It's going to be a great day. I remember looking at him and saying, Rudy, you explain what's, what's happening on the 6th? Uh, he, he had responded something to the effect of, we're going to the Capitol. It's going to be great. Talk to the chief about it. Talk to the chief about it. He knows about it. Hutchinson testified today she immediately went back to her office, just outside the chief of staff's office, and felt the need to relay to her boss, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, what she had just heard from Rudy Giuliani. I had an interesting conversation with Rudy, Mark, sounds like we're going to go to the Capitol. He didn't look up from his phone and said something to the effect of, there's a lot going on, Cass, but I don't know, things might get real, real bad on January 6th. That evening was the first moment that I remember feeling scared. As we all know by now, Cassidy Hutchinson had every reason to be scared in what she heard from Giuliani and from Meadows four days before the insurrection. Now, part of what the committee's goal here is Donald Trump's knowledge. What did he know about and therefore what is his culpability in the insurrection? One of the most startling moments in today's hearing was when Cassidy Hutchinson describes a scene that takes place backstage at the Stop the Steal rally where President Trump was addressing his crowd of supporters before they all marched up to the Capitol en masse. And this is part of why the committee believes, because of Hutchinson's testimony, that they have evidence that the president was aware of the potential violence. This is Hutchinson describing a president who was so angry about how the crowd was being dealt with by Secret Service to get onto the ellipse and be present for his rally. I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. I think that line right there probably encapsulates Donald Trump's narcissism more than any other. That's why he didn't care if they went through magnetometers or not, if their weapons were detected or not. He wanted a big crowd on the rally. At the Stop the Steal rally, Donald Trump in his remarks suggested he was going to join the protesters and march up Pennsylvania Avenue with them. And 
it was clear from Hutchinson's testimony today that there was a whole swirl inside the White House apparatus about the security of that, if that was feasible, about that not being a good idea, and how to make sure that that didn't happen. And it sort of came from both a legal perspective and from a security perspective inside the West Wing that this was a terrible idea that needed to be completely quashed. Listen to Hutchinson describe the interaction she had with White House counsel Pat Cipollone as he expressed concerns about the legal repercussions if indeed President Trump were to join the folks marching up to Capitol Hill. Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. And do you remember which crimes... Mr. Cipollone was concerned with? In the days leading up to the 6th, we had conversations about potentially obstructing justice or defrauding the electoral count. The motorcade had returned to the White House from the ellipse, and as you know, the president did not go up to the Capitol. Cassidy Hutchinson, in her testimony today, described hearing a story from Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato about how a physical interaction just took place inside the presidential limousine and how there was a physical altercation between the president and one of the Secret Service agents assigned to his protection, Bobby Angle. Listen to this unbelievable tale. And this is what I mean when I say an unhinged president. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. Angle and Renato have both testified to the committee behind closed doors, but their statements were not used in today's hearings. Cassidy Hutchinson was asked if she's ever, to this moment in time of her testifying today, been told that the account that she heard from them was ever described as false or inaccurate, and she said no. She has never heard that the account she put forth today is in any way inaccurate. Just think about the human side of this young woman, White House staffer, testifying before this committee today. She's 26 years old. She is now going to have her life totally upended, completely defined by this moment today. And I want all Americans to know that what Ms. Hutchinson has done today is not easy. The easy course is to hide from the spotlight, to refuse to come forward, to attempt to downplay or deny what happened. And the actual security threats to her, which clearly was of concern to the committee, that's part of why they had kept this secret and rushed this hearing. But also, this was a loyal Trump White House staffer. This is somebody who was committed to the Trump presidency and obviously concern about testifying what she knew that would be totally counter to what she knows many in Trump world as it still exists today would not want to hear, including the former president. 
And yet, her duty to country, her duty to the Constitution, her duty to our democracy, it overrode all that. That's pretty remarkable for a young 26-year-old woman who had achieved a really sort of powerful post inside the White House. No doubt part of why we heard from her today was this switch in legal counsel that she engineered. And I think that was a clear moment for her where she realized she didn't want a Trump loyalist attorney anymore, which is what she was working with when she initially met with the committee. And she instead hired a former DOJ official, Jody Hunt. And hiring Jody Hunt was a clear moment where Cassidy Hutchinson basically said, I want the committee to know everything I know, sort of damn the political consequences of going against my tribe, if you will. My colleague Gabby Orr reported today that former Trump aides were left speechless by Hutchinson's testimony today. One said, quote, for the first time since the hearing started, no one is dismissing this. For Trump's part, he posted on a social media platform today claiming to, quote, hardly know Cassidy Hutchinson and called her testimony as an act of, quote, revenge. He, of course, then went on to say that he personally decided not to hire her to come and join the staff that was joining him for the post-presidency down in Mar-a-Lago. And Chairman Thompson closed out today's hearing with an appeal to those that are still resisting coming and talking to the committee. I want to speak directly to the handful of witnesses who have been outliers in our investigation, the small number who have defied us outright, those whose memories have failed them again and again on the most important details, and to those who fear Donald Trump and his enablers because of this courageous woman and others like her your attempt to hide the truth from the American people will fail. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.